Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Oh, God, guys. Hey, Noah. Hi. How's it going? Good. Oh, my gosh. I'm wearing your old shirt, so I feel like you're hugging me. I know. I see you in my jacket that I used to wear on uh, my show Not Safe on Comedy Central. If you want to see the jacket we're talking about, you can pull up the YouTube clip uh, where I interview... Riley Silverman, who is a trans comedian, but more than that, just a female comic who I interview about being trans. Um, yeah. So anyway, you have that's so fun to be able to see the things that you used to wear on other people and realize that you want them back because they look cuter than you, they looked when you were going through your closet being like, I don't need this. This would look better on Noah. Like I might borrow it back sometime, which is a beautiful thing. Sure. Whitney Cummings gave me a bunch of clothes when I hung out with her in December. I went over to her house and she was just like, this whole rack, you can like have whatever you want. And don't tell me that. I mean, that is, I wanted everything. It's so hard to show restraint when someone's like, you can have everything. 
when I was like just starting out, it was probably 2006. I had just moved to LA. I'd been on Last Comic Standing. I had a manager, but he was like very, he was a very young manager. So he was trying to prove himself to me. I was trying to prove myself to him. Um, but he was at Burlstein, which I'm still with them. And he had a hookup to this guy that worked at the Puma celebrity, like, sh- like shop where it's like, literally you go in this warehouse and if you're a celebrity, you go in and you just like pick out everything you want and they just give it to you. And I got like $10,000 worth of Puma clothing and like shoes, workout stuff that I wasn't even wearing back then because I didn't work out jackets, hats, hair bands, like anything you wanted. And I remember the guy that ran the celebrity center, like knew I wasn't a celebrity. He was kind of like, roll. I mean, like they know, but they are working with the agent or the management companies. So they let you in. But like, I remember the guy from heroes coming in at the same time. Remember him? Um, the, the Asian guy from heroes, forget his name, but he was big then. I mean, this was 2006 when heroes that show just came out. He is a big fucking star. And he came in and, you know, did the same thing of like pointing and just like bagging up. I mean, it was wild. People couldn't believe, I think I probably got $8,000 worth of clothing. Yeah. It was hero. Uh, or, sorry. He played hero, but it's Masioka. Uh, he was in there. I remember. And, uh, yeah, it was just like, but I don't like that thing of like, my dream as a kid was uh, doing that thing on Nickelodeon where they let the kids go through the toy store and just pick out everything. I mean, it's pretty much what being an American is once you reach a certain level of money. It's like being the kid from big, like having whatever you want. And I, but when things are free, this thing clicks in my head or like they're bargain. I have to have them, which I just want to talk to people a little bit about the psychology of that because I understand it a little bit more. I remember hearing, I think it was maybe No, it wasn't Dr. Phil, but it was someone on Oprah back in the day talking about like money management and like how to save. And she's like, okay, when you have a coupon for something that's 50% off, um, it's not, what was her gist of it? It was like, let's do a pair of shoes because it's more money. Okay. You save $70 on a pair of shoes because you get them half off. This is Andrew with his Hawaiian shirt. He was like, it's $70. And I was like, that's a deal. That shirt is fucking ugly as shit, but I didn't say that until, yes, I did. I said it immediately. Um, that $70 that you saved on that shirt, it's, you didn't save it. If you go spend that $70, like if you, if you go, okay, well now I can go do this other thing. You didn't save the money. I mean, I guess that doesn't make as much sense because I'm thinking, oh, you could put it towards something you actually care about, but that's the gist of it is like, put it towards something you don't care, you, that you care about. Go, don't, don't go spend it on like a Gatorade and a pack of gum and like shit you don't need at the gas station. Cause you just saved that money on the other thing. Also things are, uh, I have to remember I'm trying to think of the rule of thumb that I've used now to keep me because now I can afford things that I want and I could really stock up. But now I uh, actually, this is before I even had money. I agreed that like I read somewhere, like don't get a piece of clothing unless it's better than every piece of clothing you have. And that means you only are bringing in stuff that is going to stand the test of time. And you know, that's, that's, not exact science, but it should be better than most of the things you have. Um, 
I mean, this is like Mari Kondo stuff, but I've, I've given away Mari Kondo things. And then, oh my God, I was doing an analogy last night about Mari Kondo because I was talking about how, oh, so I have a friend who we're talking about guy stuff. I had two girlfriends over last night. It was so freaking fun. Um, they came over, we just like hung out. We tried to watch TV, but there was nothing on. And so we just hang out and got room service and like talked. It was so freaking fun. And, and I got my hair cut. My friend Robin cut my hair during all that. We were going to go out, but we were like, why? Let's just get, let's just order in. But we were talking about men and how we want them to be better and to take more chances. We want everyone to be better and to take risks uh, in their life to like, Prove to you that they're worthy of you. Not a, uh, no, I'm saying not a you're no, knowing. Noah, you're nodding. Like we want our men to like stand up and like risk something to be with us. This is what I was talking about the other day, like with the book that I'm reading. Like when a man decides to commit to you monogamously and decides to not have sex with anyone else, whether it be like he's your boyfriend or your husband, that's a really big risk to his manhood. Even though he's a guy that might not be getting laid a lot or, you know, isn't scared of commitment, so it seems, that still you have to acknowledge that it goes against his biology to not want to fuck anything else or to to agree to be with you. So that's like really important and like you should honor that and be like excited that a man's willing to take that leap. Now there are other things in a man's life that he might have to switch around to be with you too. Like he might have to put up with this thing about your life that he doesn't really like or, and you take risks too, but I'm just so like, we were talking about this guy in my friend's life who did a bold thing to be with her. Like he was with someone else and he like decided to move out. Right. Okay. So he's in a relationship and he moved out and he's like, I'm ready to be with you. And the girl's like, well, you still don't live in my city. You're just down the street. You're not living in the same place as the girl. But like you, I I understand you guys have things together. You can't exactly leave the area. And he's in this apartment and he's not furnished it. He's not done anything with it for two years. And it's like, he's still holding on to that because he's staying in the same neighborhood. He did take the leap and she's like, oh my God, yes, let's be together. And so now they're officially together. But it's like, he's not actually doing, he didn't do the full leap. He went, he climbed up the high dive, which I know you're scared of heights. So that is so cool that you even got up there, but you haven't jumped yet. And that's what I do with Marie Kondo. I condo my whole room. I'll go through and do the hard part, right? The hard part is being like, babe, I love this other woman. I'm moving out and this isn't good anymore. And you get your own place. That is really the hard part. But the consistent part that you do, that you need to also get that a lot of men and women don't give in relationships is they do the hard thing and you go, oh my God, he did it. He left her. He, uh, he, he decided to quit that job. He decided to quit drinking for me, but then he's just quitting drinking and he's not actually trying to work a program that would keep him sober. Let's talk about that. Like he's actually not doing the, the rest, but he did the hardest part. He quit, you know, oh my God, or he quit beer or he's just doing beer now. That's so much better because he used to love liquor. Oh my God. Thank you for doing that for me, babe. It's me with condo clothing. I go through my closet and I have these hard decisions of like, I wore this jacket at this thing, this thing, this thing. This is something I would like to give my daughter. Am I going to wear it anytime soon? I don't know. Will I be a zombie um, Kurt Cobain for Halloween some year? Maybe. And I'll think about this shirt and be like, why don't I have that shirt? That would be perfect for my sexy zombie Kurt Cobain. You still have that? No, I don't. I don't still have any of the clothing that I wore during that. But like you hold on to these things thinking, maybe I'll wear it for a Halloween costume. And it's like, then go buy it. 
go find it a thing, right? Then I put it all in a bag, right? And I'm so proud of myself. My closet looks clean. I organize my closet and I put it in this bag. And then that bag sits in my closet or in another room forever until I'm, I move out and then I go through it again and I take things out. So we do this in every part of our lives where it's like, when you take those risks and you do the thing, go through with it all, like have a plan for the whole thing because I, I did it. I cleaned the beach uh, one day and I picked up trash on the beach and I picked up a huge trash bag of trash and then I brought it back to our room and it was there until the day we left. A month later, it was still on our porch and then I went and threw it away and I just, cause I'm scared of throwing out trash. Like I'm scared of giving away clothes. I'm scared that it's gonna, and I'm, I'm putting it in a, a landfill but it's not, it's all going to a landfill eventually. Get it out of your room. Yes. So that is, I don't know what I meant by all of that, but it was a good analogy last night. Maybe it helps someone. Let's bring Andrew in. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? 
We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, Andrew. Good morning, Nick. Welcome to Thursday's show. It's the end of the week. How'd you sleep last night, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Got a little... You look a little sleepy sleep. Do I? Yeah, you look a little bit like you just woke up. I have up. a whole morning. I know that's ru- an insult. Morning routine going. I'm surprised. I know your routine. What's my routine? Go through it. Okay, you get up. You walk to the. Ki- you kind of stumble the kitchen blindly. Uh, you kind of like open the fridge, but then you remember that you don't eat until later. And then you kind of like walk around the the island a couple times. <laughs> then you put on your gym clothes. Well, this is when I used to be out at the island. This is what you do. You walk out, you walk around the island a couple times, realize you don't eat in the morning, watch me eat, kind of talk to me. Then you go in, you put on your workout clothes, and then you go to the gym eventually, and then you, which is like within the next half hour, you go to the gym. No, 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 you go down and get a coffee. Then you go back up to the common area, and you sit and you sip your coffee in the common area on the third floor, which is a lovely area with billiard a room and up out overlooks the pool you sip that coffee and then you wait for it to kind of kick in and then when it kicks in you go to the gym and you get a little workout and then you go back upstairs and you finally eat none of this is my now my new my new thing is i wake up Whoa. i lay in bed i try to go back to sleep for an hour it doesn't work i get frustrated <laughs> i go in the shower i shower brush my teeth because oh. my toothbrush is on oh. my floor in there uh, I still have a coffee stir on the floor in there. I don't know when uh, that happened. I think that's probably from January. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Then I come in. <laughs> I drink one of my hydrated drinks. I forget the name of the brand. Oh, I yeah. apologize. And then I go downstairs. Not to me. I don't want to hear I it. Go, I go downstairs. I get a coffee <laughs> from our new Kirin coffee machine that has Starbucks yeah. beans in there. Then I come up. I have my coffee. I make uh, flaxseed oil. Or not flax, flaxseed oatmeal, then with protein. Mm-hmm. I copied mm-hmm. you. Completely yeah, stole uh, your morning you breakfast. Of course And I you apologize did. for that, but I can't apologize because it's so easy to make. I know. It's so delicious and easy. Um, we talked about it on an earlier episode. You got to go back and find it if you want to know what the oatmeal is. Or DM one of us. But I, I would recommend DMing me because Andrew probably doesn't do it exactly right with the right, <laughs> like, I would like to make yours someday because I think I could make it better for you. Look, 
Because I'm an expert at oatmeal protein powder, stevia, uh, almond milk combo. Yeah, but the problem with that is the person will make it. You'll make it great, and then I can't recreate it, and then I'm frustrated every time. I'll teach you. Time. I'll teach you my ways. <laughs> Two minutes, on, like, put more water in than you think because you're adding protein powder. So don't put the same <laughs> amount of water you would put in a regular bowl of oatmeal. Duh. Put it, you can put it all in the same time, and then when it's you put it in for two minutes, press the 30-second button four times, pull it out, put, add a little almond milk to make it uh, cool down a little bit, stir it. It's probably too cool. Throw it back in for another 30 seconds. Boom. Uh, you got yourself some uh, a cere- uh, half. I eat two bowls of that shit. Like I really slam those every single morning, and I have for, God, a year it's now. A great, it's great. It's so good. It makes me shit good. Everything's good. It fills me up. Yeah. Um, oh, God. That made me think of the porn I was watching last night. Oh, um, God. This girl at one point was like, I feel so, she goes, I feel so filled up and stretched out at the same time. And I was like, that's a good line. <laughs> filled up, stretched out. That's the way I like to fuck. Wait, wait. What is that even? Yeah. How can you be? I guess, yeah. I guess if you're stretched out, you're filled up. I mean, I, it makes well, sense. This lady had a lot of things going in her. And so she felt filled up and to accommodate all these things a little stretched out. I see you rolling up to a gas station when you get back here and throwing the 87, 89, and the 93 in that puss. Oh, <laughs> right. Like me putting, like when I go fill up my car, yeah. I go, I haven't even got the diesel in the, I just put it in the muffler, even though it's pouring out everywhere. <laughs> I told you when I filled my car up with diesel. Oh. I mean, that is so Dude, sad. I couldn't even get it into, you know, I was driving through the night. It was like. Right. There were like a million things that were stopping you yes, from doing it. it. Like the button wouldn't work. Then the thing wouldn't even go in your Dude, car. I was at this old school uh, gas station in Florida, like by Destin area. There was like nothing around. And then one side is diesel and one side's regular gas. So I went on the diesel side and I'm, th- I'm thrusting. The diesel, because it doesn't fit into a normal gas tank, and I'm sh- I shove it in, and I fill I mean, up my whole tank, my silver Xterra, with $40 of diesel, and then when I go to put it in, I go, oh, that's oof. not right. That's diesel. I, what does that mean? Like, I didn't even know what it meant. Next thing I know- I know. That's what I said to Robin last night. How do these men survive? So, you didn't know what a SIM card was. But at 2, at 2 a.m., they call this guy. They're like, well, we got a guy to take care of it. They called the local handyman. It's like a population of like 40 in this town. And he shows up at 2 in the morning in a wife beater. I think he's also the mayor. And he he siphons the gas with his mouth and spits it out. And takes out all $40 at diesel, but the engine kept stopping it. So he did it for like two hours, siphoned it out. And I go, what do I owe I you? Mean, and he's like, he's like, I just wanted to do a good deed. I was like, no, man, I'm going to give you the money. I go, how much? He's like, 100 bucks. I go, give me your address. I'm sending it right when I get home. And your boy never sent it. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew, I'm aghast. I am too, aghast. <laughs> I, a I'm diesel. A, di- a diesel gas. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude, I wish if you're listening by the grace of God in 2000. Can you find? Can you find maybe that gas station? You got. You got to give someone a hundred dollars to make this world right. Like a random person who needs it. I'm serious, dude. This will make you feel better. I know. In 2001, that if you sucks. siphoned an Xterra with your mouth for two hours in the middle of the night around Destin area, let me know. No, no, no. Like, oh. you just got to put it out there because you're not going to find this guy. He's probably dead from having to ingest your, the gasoline that he siphoned. Like, it got into his gum line, probably. And death absorbs, death comes from the gums. Death gums. We all know that. That's why you're flossing more, right? 
Or at least chewing on First the of all, things. Or chewing on the Starbucks plastic. Since things. we've had this conversation, I am Sense. 65% brushing before I go to bed. Love it. See, I love that's the thing I like about you, Drew, is that you <laughs> will actually take the things that I recommend for your better life and you put them they if they work for you, you add them in sixty five percent. Sixty five percent. Look, I'm happy with sixty five. That's, that's a that's a regular D and with a curve, that's a C minus. So I don't know how I'm gonna get you to uh say regular instead of regular, but that is a look if we keep talking about gas. Who cares? I'll get there. If we have all a bunch yeah. of gas stories. How did you sleep? You slept late wearing your multicolored yeah, robe. I, I love this robe. Well, I wasn't wearing this, but I do love this robe. Um, Jacob. I was sweating a lot last night because I can't keep my AC down. Like, it's it just stays at 71. You keep this AC because down. The, I, well, I do. Regular. Uh, <laughs> 87. 87. <laughs> um... No, I, I was, I just sweated so much and I got a spray tan two nights ago and I sweated <laughs> so just like the colors that came from my sweat made it pink and blue and, or like, it was like this technicolor, like it looked like a, yeah, I mean, it really did look like, I, I'm trying to think of what it looked like. It looked like an alien gave birth on the bed. Like it was looked like, it looked like. Not blood, but it was just beautiful. It was like this watercolor of like pink and purple because all these colors are in this spray tan. <laughs> and I, and uh, the maid was like, and I had to go to walk her in and go, listen, this is spray tan, I promise you, but I'm trying to explain it because I didn't speak her language um, because she was speaking uh, gibberish. Just kidding. I can You're like, giddy guy, giddy the guy, the guy, the geek. <laughs> yeah. In the gif you the goo, kid the gander, the gun to the girth of the gan, the gee, where the guy near the gal with the gill you the goo, to the gee, the gam, and the gimme, the gee, the gant, the gal, the gee, the gat, the goo, kid the gander, the gun to the girth of the gan. She was like, no, I'm a teenager. I know. I only speak in gibberish to maids. So, yeah, that's just like the best. Do you feel like it's worth it then? You're a big component of spray tan. I got two. Did you say a component? Hmm. What did you say it was? Tomatoes. No. What did you say? You're a big component of spray tans. Okay. I just want to play back because I think you did say component. I'm a big proponent, uh, which is a word that is like hard to I, – I, I won't give you shit about that, but it was it was adorable. <laughs> I'm a big component of spray tans. <laughs> um, yeah. And when I'm, <laughs> you almost said component for real, though, I feel like. No, I was saying it as a joke. It felt, it felt I component-y. I would t- – well, I was uh, compelled. Water. Com- compelled. Um, yeah, I slept badly. I don't know what's going on with me. I sleep so much, but I've been exhausted. I've done like a million podcasts over the past four days, and this is the one that I love the most. But I've just – people can't really – I don't think my podcast style is for everyone. Um I talk a lot and I just want to take over the podcast. And I met with a lot of, I, I'll say like a thing where I'll go, and like end on a really, I think is a funny note. And the podcast host is just like, wow, oh, wow okay, well, um, on that note, yeah. like I get met with so many on that notes where people are just like kind of weirded out by me. And it makes me feel again like I'm the the girl in high school who, one time I was working out like t- 10 years after we graduated and I was at the local gym when I was back home and this girl from school who was a friend of mine in high school, like peripherally, 
was I saw her and she saw me working out and she came over and she was like, oh my God, Nikki, good to see you. And I was like, it's been so long. And she was like, oh my God, I was working. I was watching you the whole time and you are still such a spaz. And I was just like, what? Like, I didn't know I was a spaz. Like everyone just always looked at me as a kid and like, kind of like, yikes. Like when Joe Rogan said I was a lot, that really hurt me. Because I don't realize I'm a lot, but I'm I'm a fucking lot. I talk so fast. I'm really sorry about it. It's only gotten worse. I think it's something I have to like get looked at. Like I talk too fast. I'm like that guy on Saved by the Bell, the teacher, Mr. Testaverdi's midterm. And he would talk like this blah, 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 and they would like write in their notebooks to try to keep up. And Jesse would start and the smoke would come from her pencil because she was writing so fast. <laughs> on that note. You were waiting so long to say that. I didn't think I had to wait as long as I did. Yeah, I know. That's why I made you wait because I, because I'm a spaz. (laughs) What were you doing so spazzy? You think on these podcasts or like like, when I worked? Why? Why would she call you a spaz? You know Uh, me, when you move, Andrew. Like everything I do is like herky jerky. Like I press on buttons fast on the treadmill, probably, and I'm like over. I'm done. And then it's done. And then I like take my sweat towel and I'm like, I put it on my, like everything I do. But why is my, it hard? My you makeup think? artist Robin. But why do you think Says it is that, that everything you do is abusive. Like I take contacts out <laughs> fast. I like put mo- moisturizer on fast. I wash my face. Like Kirsten right now, my best friend from fourth grade and on is laughing because she, she always used to make fun of me. When I plop down on a couch, the couch almost breaks. If I was like a heavier person, I would break so much furniture. So it's not about. I'm just not gentle, and I wish I were, but it's just not who I am. Well, you're gentle until you do. You're gentle 99% of the time. It's just the 1% when you're doing something, putting a box away or whatever. I don't know. And I just get really rough. That's why things break, and my mom throughout my childhood, you don't ever deserve to have nice things. You don't you don't get to have nice things because you don't treat things with respect. You break everything you have. And so I just grew up thinking like I'm just a piece of trash of like I don't I really truly have struggle having nice things because I know I will break them but th- the truth is now I'm like things are meant to be broken. You shouldn't have plastic on your couch forever. You shouldn't have yeah. keep things in cases and like just look at them, use them. Yes, put a case on your phone so it doesn't crumble before your eyes when you're in a foreign country, Andrew Collin. Like, protect the things that are you're rough with. But don't be delicate with everything. This ain't for the best. My reputation's, My reputation's never been never worse. Been worse. Like he must me like me, me for me. We're singing the song Delicate by Taylor Swift, one of my favorite songs. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hey out there, everybody. I hope everyone's having great and fun uh, time and uh, swells. Okay, so. Okay. Um, wow, that's really taken a, a turn. Or like you're just having a lot of liberties with that. And I like it. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when someone loves a liberty when they point out a liberty. No, I liked it. It's going into different directions. Yeah, it's always I want to keep people guessing. I want to keep people guessing. It doesn't. I don't think it's uh, okay. Yes, go a on. A woman on TLC's sex uh, sent me to the ER. Says she had a four-hour orgasm and now has orgasms on a regular basis without stimulation. As many as twelve spontaneous, prolonged orgasms a day. She could be just sitting yeah. around watching TV. Next thing you know, the girls coming. Uh, she couldn't stop orgasming after sex with a partner, Eric, 
a lot of women are trying to find out his last name, caused a physically, emotionally, and mentally taxing four-hour pleasure. So now she just comes I mean, like she can't even control it. I need to interview this woman. Wait, four hours. Was Eric just like, what the fuck is happening and just waited? Or did he like go about his day and come back? Did he go fill up his gas tank, get some errands done? And then she came back and she was still going like, I want to. And what happened to Eric? Oh, my God. She is in love. I think with Eric, Eric drowned in a puddle. But. But I think what happened... We lost Eric that I day. I think she came and then just didn't stop coming. I think it was like one come, and he didn't keep going. She just kept going. Well, she said the first one was four hours, and then after that it was unrecovered. Then it was 12 a day. Meaning like four hours of straight orgasm. Not from, not yeah. from Eric, though. I'm just, I think it's just from... I know, but I'm wondering if Eric, once she started coming, just kind of bore witness to it and like set up a chair and oh, watched her. Oh, I got you. I get it. I get it. He probably came <laughs> and then left. Yeah. But she started coming. And I mean, that sounds really terrible. And I know everyone's like, that would be amazing. No, it fucking wouldn't. That would really suck. I have a lot of compassion for this woman who's struggling with that. And man, I, ha I have a lot of compassion for a woman who had a... The, an, uh, a, an intimate moment that set off this obviously psychological response of like, obviously it's physical, but this guy she loves or like had a very, what did it say? It was set off because of their intimate, They're like physically, emotionally and mentally taxing. Is that her? Oh, actors recreated oh. scenes. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Physical, I think yeah. Eric has hair in real life. Well, the guy that played in Eric is bald. Listen, that guy could fuck. Look at that no, guy. I'm, I think that guy's sexy. He has a fully shaped head, which is what Prince William should do to his whole head. We decided. And eyebrows. Um, um, Liz has started to have orgasms on a regular basis without stimulation. It's very physical, emotionally, and mentally taxing experience. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, when you let that animal out of the cage, it's hard to, like, make it stop sometimes. And, like, I, my first orgasm bound me to somewhat, like, my first orgasm was with, you know, comedian Pete Lee when he went down on me when I was 20. And it was like, I was already in love with him. Or I wasn't really, but that sealed the deal. It's like someone gave you that experience. And then I was like, so in love, I couldn't stand it. And it was because of the orgasm. But so have you ever had like, an orgasm? These things are very. At another time where you were just sitting around or like not getting pleasured? Have you ever had a, a no, phantom? I have to. I would. I. No, mine are very elusive and I have to track them down <laughs> in the night and wait for them and be steady and still and go on blacked raw for 45 minutes. Um, would you rather? Yeah, they're really hard for me. Would to, you rather have multiple orgasms throughout the day or very tough no. to orgasm? N not more. You couldn't get work done if you're coming all day. <laughs> like that, that is a dis that's a disability. Yeah. I mean, this woman could obviously like. It, it would suck. And I've I've heard stories of this kind of thing before. And it's not it's always funny to joke about, but it's it seems like pure hell. Yeah, um, because orgasms are kind of painful because to me, at least, because they feel like you go like, don't do they feel like this way to you guys at all? Or am I totally like they feel like someone's tickling me like I'm laughing, but I'm also like, ah, stop it too much and then you like relax and then you're able to let it like fully the, the orgasm go like go through you and then it's not uncomfortable but the the build up is like oh my god like it's like going on a roller coaster of like oh i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared it's too much and then it feels like the release and then you're just like okay i'm letting go does that does that mimic what you guys feel noah you probably should answer this since you have a vagina 
(laughs) I mean, I'll go either way. Yeah. The best way that I can describe it is if I were to take a seltzer bottle and shake it and then (laughs) screw up, (laughs) screw off the top. Yeah. And it like slowly like erupts and then it's like, but when you're shaking that seltzer or is your body going like, I don't know if I want this. I'm scared. This is too much. Like, like being tickled and held down kind of thing. I don't feel that, but I know that I have to be in like a very concentrated place in order to get to that explosion. So I, I can't move. Okay. I can't like do think or do anything else. It just has to be completely present. Mine is like my body. I've gotten past it, but my body like fights it. Um, but I understand that how that could be the same feeling, just different interpretations of it. Um, Andrew, is there any like part of your body that's like doesn't want it that fights it do you relate to that at all yeah i Does do any listener out there relate to me i relate to you a lot because it feels like getting tickled by your cousin who's whole, pinning down your arms and you're like this is like making me laugh and it feels like amazing but it's like ah, stop it stop it stop it <laughs> i relate to you but there's no release because with a tickle. Of, of taking an antidepressant and taking zoloft my brain does need to get before i used to just come i wouldn't even I'm not even. But is the buildup? Was there connected. any like anxiety in the buildup of like coming? Like when you're about to, where you're like, no, not now. Like I constantly orgasms will start to come for me when I'm masturbating with porn, and I'll push them down because I'm like, it's not good enough yet. Like I want this oh. to be better. Yeah. Do you push them down like that, Noah? Sometimes do you if to I'm that? having sex, not when I'm jerking off. When I'm jerking off, oh, I'm okay. just like, let's get this done so I can, you know, do Zumba. Oh, I want it to be like magical. I'm the opposite <laughs> of Andrew. What do you mean? Like with sex, it's like, okay, okay, just happen, just happen. I don't want to lose it. But oh. if if I'm masturbating, then it's like, okay, wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Because you're still dependent on someone else feeling fulfilled by your orgasm. Probably because no. you don't want to, you, you're not going to let down the computer, <laughs> but you might let down your partner if you don't grab it while it's there. It's not that. It's just like, I have a certain time limit. Where like after a certain time passes, I'm like no yeah, your longer computer into can it. Stay on, but with- but your partner might not be able to get get you to the the later ones. That makes sense, right? But I don't like to come unless like there are sometimes when I'm with a partner and I'm like I could, but I'm like it's gonna be so much better if they tell me I can't and then I have to wait for the next one. So I literally will tell a guy, tell me I can't come, and he's like, what? I'm like, just trust me on this. I want to so bad, but do the everything you can to make me come right now. Like do everything that you think that would make, like try your hardest, but demand that I not be able to mm. like say that if I do it, you're going to be really upset with me and that I'm a dumb, like that I'm a better whore than this stuff like that. Like you can do better. Like, don't you fucking come. And then when I'm like begging or like when I've just given up, then you're like, you better come or I'm going to be fucking mad. And then you make me come. And that is the fucking hottest shit ever. And it's hard to get someone to do that because it's like telling someone to be dominant to you. But it does work. And you can get them there. You can train someone to like do that. If, if it's that's, an interesting if approach. Because as a guy, I think sometimes we could, uh, we'll be, we'll like have to come in the first 45 seconds. Like it'll be like, so intense yeah and you pull out and what i used to do when i was coming very quick i'd grab the head of my penis to keep the cum from coming out i don't know it worked somehow but wouldn't it yeah work? it works it would and, work but then you oh do God. that and then to get the cum to come back around once you tell it to go home it's very difficult 
It's very but I'll tell difficult. you, if you had a if you had a girl saying, "Don't fucking," because you're you're like me in the bedroom, like we're both like like to be dominated a little bit. Like I think you would probably the what I just described a girl saying that to you, if someone's listening that might sleep with you, would be good of being like, Andrew, like don't you don't fucking come. And then later on, it would be much easier for you to come if she was like, uh, like. You, like don't, just telling you not to would make you want to and then find not doing the thing of don't come or or you better come from me like, that would probably make too much pressure on you but i bet you would benefit from someone being don't 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 and because you like being told not to and then you're gonna do it I've, so i think that could be a fun dynamic with you and your lady if you want to try it out i have been more dominant lately which i've been loving i do doggy style on the floor <laughs> looking at the mirror which i don't so you're looking at yourself, but you feel sexy when you're with this girl. That's one of the things that you told me about her that I loved was like, she's the first woman that you've been with, or not maybe the first, but you feel like you're turning yes. her on with your body and your aura, which is like made me kind of, I'm sorry to share that because that to me was like a very vulnerable thing you shared with me. But that to me was so sad that men don't get to feel like sexy as much as women because if, if, a, if, a, if a woman said to me, this is the first guy that's ever made me feel sexy, I'd be like, what the fuck have you been living? Like, that is no way to live. But uh, for a man, women don't often say, like, you're so sexy. And guys like to hear that, too. It's so nice that you have that. Yeah. But it took you 40 years. And you read my journal without asking. But whatever. Okay, so. It didn't take you 40 years. I hate when people go, it took me 40 years to find yeah, the woman yeah. I'd marry. I'm like, were you trying to get laid when you were seven? Let's take some years off of that. Like, only go for the years you were I trying. I say the same thing about Jews crossing the desert. I was like, 40 years? Really? Really? Like, let's add up how much they really tried. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> when you were seven, you were trying to cross the desert? Yeah, right, Moses. <laughs> okay, so T-Pain is... Next story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T-Pain, this isn't related to the orgasm lady. New story. T-Pain is just now figuring Could out be. about the message request folder on IG. Yeah, did everyone see this? And put this? a TikTok video out showing that he's accidentally ignored a ton of celebrity DMs, which is so, kind of For cool. those of you who don't know... It's kind of cool to show how many it's, DMs. Uh, this was very... Uh, I saw this this morning. So, yeah, it's the dumb TikTok voice of, like, I found out about... So, T-Pain is sitting there smiling with the green screen kind of image behind him, and he's going... The green screen image is showing all of his DM requests, which is a special folder if you're anyone above 10,000 followers that puts the requests of people you don't necessarily know into another folder. You have to go into that folder to see people who are requesting you. I go into that folder 100 times a day. Andrew's probably around the same time, like, just to see... Blue check marks might be sliding in. Fans might be sending me pictures or videos of their warts. I go in there constantly. By the way, if you do have warts to send me <laughs> or any video, please send them to uh, the Nikki Glazer podcast at gmail.com. Please label your subject wart so that I don't click on something else. And um, and we'll go from there. Thank you so much again for sending those in. But this uh, folder he's going through has so now he sorted it by um, importance. Like you can sort this folder and and get only the blue check marks. And it just shows so many celebrities trying to talk to him that he hasn't spoken to because he didn't know about this folder. And it's like, how, who's in there? Well, Viola Davis's uh, assistant Fergie, on her account. Diplo, Fergie. Uh, like people that would probably want to. Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. I mean, someone like Diplo or like Fergie, someone that would probably want to work with him. or want. So he probably lost out on probably over a few million dollars not being able to check this, to be honest. But if his life is happy, it's, there's like a lesson to be learned there that like, oh, 
just because you missed these opportunities, it really didn't affect you because you never knew about them. No, didn't affect him. Uh, and it's all meant to be like he's going to get people always go, oh, my God, I didn't do that thing. We could have done that. Like we missed like when when we do a recording and it fucking fucks up or like T-Pain missed out on all these opportunities. The fact that now T-Pain is making this video uh, of all the requests is going to end up being more good for him than if he would have followed through with these. So like every mistake or thing that you're like, I didn't even know I could have been doing this the whole time. I promise you that will lead to better things than you thought it would have if you discovered it sooner. Not to mention- It's a good story that- like, Andrew put the diesel in. Not to mention that Diplo or like these people that aren't getting written back, they always get written back. So the fact that T-Pain isn't writing back, they're like, dude, I got to work with T-Pain. <laughs> like, it's such it's a like great when you point. fall asleep and not text someone back and they think you're cool, but you just passed oh. out. But you just took a nap <laughs> in the middle of the day when they thought that you were just like ignoring yeah. them. It's the best move it's ever. It's so fucking good. Yeah, if you can do that, I mean, I, I hate that people only want what they can't have or seemingly can't have, but it fucking works. It does work. Okay, next story. The data is out about the most popular baby names around the world. Arlo hmm. is like the top of the list on like so many different countries. No. Like Arlo? Arlo's everywhere. I don't know if the movie came That's out my later. nephew's name. I don't know. Uh, Luna. What, what movie? Ar what there was movie? a movie called Arlo. No. Really? Argo? Argo. Are you serious? Okay. Are you serious? That's what you thought the movie... Wait, wait. Hold I'm on. I'm a big proponent of it. Is that what you were thinking the Ben Affleck movie? Yes, I was. He thought my nephew's name was Argo. <laughs> no, I thought it... Arlo Andrew, was the name of the movie. I really did. I you thought that the Ben Affleck movie where they are trying to escape a country that might... I forget what they were doing there, but that's a great fucking movie. Okay, and then Luna was, is the number one girl name. Luna, we know. A yeah, Luna. I love Luna. I love the, what a beautiful yeah. name. Um, what would you name your? Okay, so tell us some more. I love these kind of things. Well, essentially, um, and those are going to be the names of every like. No one's going to be Nicole's or Andrews or Alex's. Nicole's number two hundred and forty-six like, on the list. Okay, so she's still up and there. And Andrew's like in the 40s, so. Okay, he's still doing well, too. But yeah. But it won't be as common. I mean, what were the most popular baby names in 19, let's see, when we were born, 1984 baby names. That's when I was born, at yeah, least. Yeah, four years before that okay. was probably similar. Okay, yeah, it's probably, okay, so it, it makes sense. So the most popular names, what's the number one name again okay, for girl names babies in right America. now? Girl names in America. Luna. Right now. Maeve. Aurora. These are number one. Yeah. Aurora, Isla, and... Are these new ones or most common? Because that seems insane. These are like new ones showing up. These aren't the most common. Well, that's what it says. And I'm looking up 2020. I, I feel like this cannot Aurelia. be... And then boys' names is... Aurelia? Silas. Old, old Renegade. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry to tell you guys. In 2020, yeah. the most popular baby name was Sophia for a girl. Um, Liam for a boy. But it's 2021. Wait, still low. I understand that, but we're not even through the, the whole year. I'm just going, if none of those names are showing up in the top for 2020, that then I think these are probably the most like popular growing names. You know what I mean? Well, boy named Silas, Atticus, Arlo, Theodore, Finn. 
Liam, Noah, Jackson, Aiden, Elijah, Grayson, Lucas, Oliver, Caden, Mateo, Muhammad, Mason, Carter, Jaden, Ethan, Sebastian, James. Then we go, girls, this is 2020. Number one, Sophia, Olivia, Riley, Emma, Ava, Isabel, Aria, Aaliyah, Amelia, Mia, Layla, Zoe, Camila, Charlotte. That's the top I love 14. how they're all like in the like A's. Like people are Let, lazy. Let's do 1984. Ready? Yeah. Jennifer, Jessica, Ashley, Amanda, Sarah, <laughs> Stephanie, Nicole, Melissa, Heather, Elizabeth, Megan, Crystal, Amy, Tiffany, Rachel. That's top 15. Boys, Michael, Christopher, Matthew, Joshua, David, Daniel, James, John, Robert, Joseph, Jason, Ryan, Justin, Andrew, Brandon. Andrew's coming in at 14. <laughs> you know what that sounded like? That sounded like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. You're like, John, Jerry, Jeff, John. When he named his Okay, brothers. let's do Baby Names 1950. This is really fun for me. I don't know if no, it's fun I for like anyone it. else, but I, I feel like I would be interested in this if I were listening. Okay, so in 1950, most popular baby names, and this is America, I believe, for both of these. Uh, maybe not the one that said Muhammad in it, but maybe. I don't know. Muhammad is obviously the most popular name ever. Um, number one is J uh, this 1950 baby names. Top 15. Here we go. James, Michael, Robert, John, David, William, Richard, Thomas, Mark, Charles, Stephen, Gary, Joseph, Donald, Ronald. Then we got Mary, Linda, Patricia, Susan, Deborah, Barbara, Deborah, uh, Deborah, Barbara, Deborah with a B-R-A, Karen, Nancy, Donna, Cynthia, Sandra, Pamela, Sharon, Kathleen, and then we go into Carol, Diane, Brenda, Cheryl, Janet, Liz, Elizabeth. <laughs> I mean, this is so fun. Wait, should we try 1920 just for fun? 1923, and then I'll be done, okay? Because this is interesting because these are like our grandma's names, you yeah, know? Yeah, I was going to ask you what your grandparents' names were. Uh, I got a Jean and a uh, Margaret and then a Bob and a uh, Edward. What about you? Bob and an Edward. Oh, oh, you did the women first. Okay. I thought Jean might have yeah. been your. I, I have a Henry and Shirley and, oh, and yeah, those Marvin are and Thelma. Oh, my God. Uh, Noah, what what do you got rocking for grandma, grandparents' names and parents' names? <laughs> you don't even want to ask me. Really? Because I have um, Eastern European yeah, descent. Exactly. Okay. Well, what's the weirdest name out of all of them? And not by weird, I mean one that Americans haven't heard as much. My grandfather's name is Sebastian. Ooh. Can we just hear the names? Name. I kind of want to hear them. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, let's do it. You're like okay, T-Pain. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, open those requests and give us those grandparents' oh names. <laughs> You're like Viola Davis. Okay, so I have three sets of grandparents. So it's Sebastian and Leah. Betty, Leas, Betty yep. and, and Lotzi. Betty is the number five name for girls in 1923. Lotzi, um, I like that. It's like lazy yeah. with, a, with, a, with a twist. And then Esther and David. <laughs> oh, Esther's a great are, name. I thought they were gonna be like, yeah, like, you were like question mark. You and, don't even want to know. <laughs> you don't even want to ask my grandfather's name. David. Whoa! No! <laughs> what? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, nineteen twenty-three baby names. Here we go, boys. Number one: John, Robert, William, James, Charles, George, Joseph, Edward, Richard, Donald, ugh, <sighs> Thomas, Frank, Harold, Paul, Raymond. And then we go into Walter. Walter is a great name to bring back if you're naming a baby. I think Walter is so cute. Here we go. Girl names. Mary, Dorothy, Helen, Margaret, Betty, Ruth, Virginia, Mildred. Number eight was Mildred in 1923. Elizabeth, Francis, McDormand, uh, Doris, Evelyn, Anna or Anna, Marie, 
Alice. And then Marjorie is number 16. Uh, Taylor Swift's grandmother's name is Marjorie. The song Marjorie on her uh, second album of the quarantine called Evermore is one of the best and saddest songs and would have topped my list yesterday if uh, I hadn't come up with something else. What do you think, what would you name your kid and your experience with your uh, sister and brother-in-law with their naming of their kids, whether they tell, do they tell you during the pregnancy no. or after the baby's born? They only tell us after and it's announced pretty much like because they don't want our reactions yeah. to like they don't want to go like we're floating around these names and we go eh because famously and I put it on my Instagram yesterday. <laughs> let me just read it to everyone. F- famously in my family, I might I'm going to do it as a main post uh, on her on Poppy's birthday. But my uh, niece Poppy was her birth was announced to almost two years ago. It was uh, May 3rd, 2019. And this was the text that came in at uh, 3 a.m. And this was, uh, she was born at 2.37 a.m. And this came in at 3 a.m. My time in New York. I was in my bed. I woke up in the middle of the night, knew my sister was in labor and things were going well, but knew like was waking up on the hour to get this text. It was a mass text to my dad, my mom, and my uh, brother-in-law or like my brother-in-law sent it. It was to my mom and my dad and me. Poppy Louisa Green. A picture of the baby, but above it, Poppy Louisa Green, 5'3", 19, at 2.37 a.m., 7 pounds, 13 ounces, 19 inches. And then I didn't wake up until the morning, or I didn't wake up until, I guess, two hours later. My mom gets the text almost Im- immediately at, uh, what time was it? My mom gets it at, like, almost writes back immediately at 3 in the morning and says, is that really her name? That's what she writes back to the text of the birth announcement. And then nothing after that. And then I write back, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Love the name. She's perfect. Congrats, Lauren and Matt, blah, blah, blah. And my mom never responds again. Like, we haven't talked to my mom since. No, my, we have. No, my mom was not drinking. It was, she was in the middle of the night. She thought they were joking about the name. And I go, you thought they were joking when they wrote the, the, the ounces, the weight? Why didn't you go, Seven pounds, 13 ounces. Is that really her weight? That would have been a funnier text. So we've, my mom will never live it down that she thought Poppy's name was fake because it's just, it was such a a different name than we had thought. They did the same thing with Arlo when they named their baby Arlo. At first, everyone was kind of like, but then you were like, oh my God, there's no better name for Poppy and Arlo. So I can't wait to hear the third kid's name. It's like, I'm more excited about that than the kid. Yeah, my... And what would you name your kid? Wait, you gotta get sports. Let's final thought. Oh, okay. Kid names. Uh, well, my my brother named his last. So, anyways, I wouldn't. Oh, you have, you have amazing nephew names. What well, are they? August, Augie, uh, Leo, and yeah. Isidore, and they call him Sid, which I love. So I and love that And then my too. little brother named his kid Theodore, and they call him Teddy. I mean, they're they are they're I mean, just they did very well. So good. Um, Great names. But there's a th- Noah. What's your oh, nephew? Sorry. Uh, my nephew's name is Gerard. Okay. Not great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's how I was feeling, No, I never too. had a child named Gerard. That's great the one kid, you though. should keep to yourself. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gerard is such a cute boy. Like, any name that you usually think of, like, an old grizzled man with a piano bar that, like, has a place called Gerard's, which is what my mom, my mom used to go to this piano bar and, like, drink with her friends at a place called Gerard's and the Gerard would be at the bar. That's what I think of your nephew. <laughs> yeah. But he's just a kid that likes to play Fortnite with his aunt, Noah. Roblox. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Andrew, no, so I would, what were you going to no, say? So like, um, 
if you were to have kids, Nikki, and you went with like Poppy or Arlo yourself, I don't think your brother or, or, or your brother-in-law or sister would be stoked about that. They don't, whoever gets the kid name first, you can't name the, like my little brother's name is Sam. And then my uncle named our first cousin Sam as well. So that would be kind of the same exact thing. I can't name, if I name my kids Poppy or Arlo, it would be insane. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but my little brother's name is Sam. And then we have a first cousin also named Sam. They did that. Yeah, that's really, but that's not okay. I think if you grow up in different states, it might work. Wait, was Sam based on a great, uh, 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 someone in your lineage? Uh, well, Jews will take the first initial of someone that died recently and go from there. There's a lot of S names. You could do Gerard. Um, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do anything that relates to Gerard. That's a terrible name for a child. Just kidding, Gerard. You're so cute, and I love you, and I'm just joking. My Sounded nephew's name Gerard is Arlo, which me. it sounds like he should be. Oh, no. Maybe we can't do don't that. Get the, we could take that out, I no, guess. I mean, no, that's so okay, funny. Right. Gerard is so funny. <laughs> No, don't take it out. Okay, don't. But I don't want Gerard to hear this. But I bet Gerard is going to be a strong enough kid to handle whatever comes uh, with that name. If he has a cool aunt like Noah, she'll beat his, anyone's ass that tries to fuck with Gerard. But that being said, I would name my kid um, a boy. I would go. I, I like my grandparents' names. I like Marvin or Henry. I think I'd bring back Marvin. I love my... Marvin is a great name for a boy. Like, everyone be like, Marvin, what? We haven't heard that in so long. It's so and good. short, Marv. And then woman, I'd go with uh, Cunhead and Twatface. Is, oh, so you're naming after your mom? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. It's a yeah, family yeah, name. It's a family name. You're right. What would you go All with? Right, what let's get your to your names? sports moment. Oh. oh, well, I guess you'll have to wait for the final oh, thought. Oh, shit. Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Man, you sound thrilled again. Uh, it almost <laughs> sounds like a recording. Okay. Retired boxer <laughs> Floyd Mayweather and YouTube star Logan Paul have agreed to fight at the Hard Rock uh, Stadium on Sunday, June 6th. Mm. So, okay. so Floyd Mayweather is this retired boxer. He's never. I know who Floyd okay. May Mayweather is. Okay. All right, so he's never lost, ever. No one has even, like, really? touched him. He's, like, been hit what? solid, like, one time. He's, like... Why isn't he, like, as good as Muhammad Ali, then? Why don't people talk about him like that? They have. If he's never lost. They do. They say he's... But he's just not as, like... Well, he just... He's kind of a... Muhammad Ali kind of changed the world. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, you know, owns strip clubs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of athletic uh capability and, and achievement he's up oh, there yeah why is he fighting logan paul what's going on andrew so this is the problem logan paul this is what they've been doing logan paul and jake paul you know big trolls on youtube but they've had made a name for themselves they are smart with their marketing but they just troll they figured out they've worked really hard boxing but the idea that logan paul who is 40 pounds heavier than floyd mayweather could beat him and like forty years younger. Yes, but he will not touch Floyd Mayweather. I will. I will bet. I mean, this will be so exciting to watch because who who do you want to get watch get beat more than a fucking YouTube scam? That's why people. Oh, I know. That's why Jake Paul. He went to the latest UFC fight, and everyone's going fuck Jake Paul, and they're all leading into him because everyone's talking about Jake Paul. Here's the thing: Jake Paul could actually box a little bit. That's the problem. Is like you're not just going to beat the shit out of these YouTube guys, but they don't want to fight like regular boxers or boxers in their prime right they're, in there they're picking out big names that have big followings because it makes, it makes sense 
Um, but okay, um, and so but then imagine. Do you have to buy oh, sorry, this fight? Yeah. And how much are they being paid for this fight? How much are they each They'll making? Probably, and how much will they make if they win? I would say they're. Is I there would say Floyd Mayweather price? is probably going to make. Uh, ten million. Forty million. Uh, maybe twenty. Oh. maybe twenty. And Logan Paul would make, I think, half that. What did Rose Namajawa? J- uh, well, hold on. Rose Namahunas make on the fight that she won last weekend? Do we know, Aunt Noah? Like how much these people are making? Because I hope a lot. Because, you know. She can go in. She can go into like endorsements. She obviously she has tons of endorsements and is making so much money. But I wonder how much she she made. Let's see worth. I know these things don't actually say what they're worth. Well, here's the thing: UFC um, is notorious for underpaying one million for underpaying their their fighters. But Oof. the idea is is that UFC will promote I you. I have it. Oh, what is it? What okay, make? so on UFC two sixty one, she made. Um, a hundred and eighty-two thousand. Uh, it was a hundred to show, fifty thousand for performance. No, that wasn't the, bonus- the latest one. The night, but that had to have been oh. an old fight. There's no way she only made a hundred fifty thousand. A hundred and eighty-two thousand. I mean, that is so bad. If that was the na- same fight, two sixty-one, right? Yeah, UFC two sixty-one. Really? That was Saturday, April twenty-fourth. Yeah, that was share. last weekend. That is so alarming i know that sounds like a lot to a lot of people but that to me in terms of how famous that fight was and how many people tuned in that is no money dude that she's probably made money off endorsements yeah but still like you know pro football like the people that are at her level in other sports are making salaries of millions plus endorsements Oh, it's so, larger companies. I mean, Floyd Mayweather made over a billion dollars boxing. Like, right? Okay, but so it's there. She's fine. I'm not worried about it. No, but that's <laughs> that is insanely low. If you ask me, I think so. That rate seems crazy. There's more fights uh, on the card. Um, yeah. So, anyways, but the Paul brothers they figured out a way to like really piss off these UFC guys, which it's kind of fun to see these like. Guys that are their asses are kissed. I've so never much. watched a Paul brother. Are do you are you entertained by them? Or are they just like I know he was the one that went into that Japanese forest and like that was was like Whoa. yeah that was Logan Paul yeah he said the suicide yeah. guy. Um, but no, they're like no, they're not that entertaining to be honest. They're not. Pete Davidson actually was on. He's <laughs> he went on the the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight and he told Jake Paul he wants him to win and then he talked to the other fighter and just completely roasted and trashed Jake Paul on Can on I make a quick, that clip? I want to hear yeah. about those jokes. Can I make a quick correction? So her total payout was 310,000. Still I'm not trying enough. to get these That's numbers. Bullshit. Thank you, Noah. But that is seriously that that really shocks me and I'd like some clarity on that uh, if you have any send it into um, UFC payment clarity as the <laughs> subject at the Nikki Glazer podcast at Gmail and Noah will Read that and, and, and educate us about what uh, these people are really making. And if it's uh, kind of bullshit compared to other, you know, uh, sports leagues. Let's get to the blankest thing. This is the segment where we uh, share the blankest thing we've ever done. And every time we do it, it changes. Last time it was the grossest thing we've ever done. We both shared stories. You guys sent in your own. We read some of those later. So today's topic, Noah, will you let us know what we'll be revealing today? The blankest thing. What's the blank today? 
the blankest is uh, the most out of the box thing I've ever done. The most out of the box, unlike yourself thing mm. that yeah. does not go with, if someone was looking at your life and read a biography of you, if this detail was left out and they read it later, they'd go, that is not, this is not, it does not go along with what this person does. Now, let me say, based on Sam Harris's free will, nothing you do is out of character. Everything is, if you did something truly out of character, it wouldn't, it would make everyone put you away in an insane asylum. But maybe that's something on here. Anyway, all of the things I was thinking of are actually in my character, but they're little pieces that, they're more my character than anything, actually, because they're what I've always wanted to do and only moments have let myself actually do. So, Andrew, I'd love to start with you and find out what's the, the most out-of-character thing you've ever done. Here's the thing. I was confused. I thought it was out-of-the-box things that have happened to us, not things that we actually did. So, okay. um, I, I, I'm, so now I'm like... Can I give you mine for you that was out of character that I witnessed that you did? Because I also suggested we share things that we've noticed in each other. As like, I feel like I know you so well. When I saw you did this, I was like, whoa. Well, here's what? an out-of-box thing. No, you can't. There we go. <laughs> Not letting me do no, 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 what do I it. tell you do I'm it, going do to it, do. Do it, do it, do it. That is hilarious, Thank you. dude. That was really, really good. <laughs> I hope everyone's laughing or at least going, that was good to yourself right now. Thank you, besties, for uh, having our backs. Um, I will say that... When you shared with me, actually at the, at the very same beach I am looking out on now, we went to this beach one day for a, a shoot and you were with me. <laughs> I know where you're and going. We wrapped, we wrapped early, which means we got done with the shoot early, but they were shoot, still shooting other stuff. And we went down the beach a little bit and went in the ocean for the first time because this beach was a lot nicer than the one we were staying at. And we were in the water and it was the sunset and I left to go get some food because I was like starving and I left you in the ocean at, during sunset like by yourself because I had been in enough. We had done like a race. I'd shown you my butterfly. I'd shown off enough. I'd got uh, it. So I, I won in. the race. Yeah, you yeah, won the freestyle yeah. race, but my butterfly is really impressive. It is. And you are, that's out of character. You are much faster at freestyle than I ever thought you could be. <laughs> and I thought I was pretty, I'm not that good at freestyle, but I still didn't think you would be as fast as me, but you're way faster. Same with a sprint too. Andrew's a great athlete. <laughs> Um, my butterfly probably looks better though, but that's only because it's, but you probably still beat me in butterfly. No, I anyway, I, I left couldn't. you alone. And what happened? I was sitting there in the ocean. It was the first time I really had some time to myself. We were together a ton or we were on set a ton. And, I, and it was the first time I was in the ocean water since I've been there. And the sun was setting and I started to think about my mother who's sick, who has COPD. She has emphysema, which means uh, her lungs are not working because she smoked for 30 years uh, cigarettes. Uh, and I just started to get real emotional thinking that my mom couldn't like travel to a foreign country again because she loved to travel. And she essentially couldn't be sitting in that ocean experiencing this with me or experiencing it for herself. Now the rub is and wait, wait a second. No, but you cried. I teared up. Yes, I'm not gonna say I. I have cried before, but I wasn't a, a yeah. like I wasn't, and I'm not like. But your eyes welled. My up. eyes welled up. A tear fell. I've seen your eyes well up before. A tear did fall into the salty sea. Yes, a tear fell, and um, I believe it killed a seahorse, probably. <laughs> it was. It was. It's so much <laughs> anger in it and toxicity. Of your resentment towards your mom for smoking for so long. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that the seahorse got COPD. Yeah, the seahorse got CO, <laughs> C, seahorse POD. 
conspiracy. <laughs> okay, we only have two so, minutes yeah, left. So but- anyway, so I was like crying a little bit. And then you go, well, God, did your mom love the ocean? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Florida. She never goes in the water. So he was crying about his mom never going in the ocean again. And she never goes in the ocean. She hates it was the so ocean. Funny. We were crying laughing about the idea that you were crying about your mom going in the ocean. I understand it, it was a, a, a it, I understand exactly what you're coming from. Your mom do, did love to travel and it's like it was a beautiful moment, but it was just so cute that you were thinking and then we started joking that like everything <laughs> could remind him of his mom not being able to do things. We were watching Mean Girls and in the scene him. where Regina George gets hit by a bus. Andrew's like, I just uh, Andrew, I go, Are you crying? And he goes, Yeah, I just realized my mom will probably <laughs> And that's something she loved to do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you guys, if you have someone in your life who's dying and like you're losing, like you're scared of losing them and they'll never do this again, truly make yourself laugh by thinking of all the things that would be hilarious. Like they'll never, you know, uh, yeah, they'll they'll never, yeah, like um, slip on a banana peel. They'll never, yeah. They'll never, well, fall in the showers, I was going to say, but they'll probably do that. And that's probably how you'll lose them. So my thing that Yeah, what's out I, of box for you? Uh, um, I mean, I was going to ask you to answer this since we only have two minutes left. And that's how we're kind of doing nice this one. Be nice to me the last six see- days? Oh, the last six days? Yeah. Wait, truly, like, can you think of something where you're like, whoa, that was so out of character? Because I think um, this is more yeah, interesting yes, than me yes, being like, oh, yeah. I did Dancing with the Stars. I think... But like, I think um, out of character because we know each other better than yeah. I feel you know me. As I think well out of as. character for you, and I kind of brought it up on this podcast before. Is um, like literally right before I left, you just really taking the time to get to meet like the people that worked on the show, and I think you might have been starved from that because you weren't allowed to talk to those people or whatever. But like, I don't know, like before, just you reaching out and like really being social with like not comics. And I just thought that was out of character for you. And maybe I don't know yeah. you as maybe we don't That's know each other. That's what always surprised that well. me because you were always like, Nikki, like you got to meet other people. You got to go out and meet people other, other than comics. And I'd always go, Andrew, all my friends are not comics. Like you're my only comic friend. And then like, but the people I talk to on a daily basis are not comics. And you'd go, but they're people you met through work. And I'm like, but how else do people meet? Like you meet through, like how am I supposed to just meet people? But yeah, I mean, I am very social. I have no problem going up to people, very interested in people's lives. Don't care if they know me or not. Like people are surprised that I can be, especially as I get more famous and people think I'm like famous or whatever that is. Like it's always very sweet to hear that people are like, oh, you're actually like a nice person. And I think that anyone reading this podcast or reading this, <laughs> if you're reading this podcast, good you're for you. That's a deaf. lot. But people get that. I do feel like I'm a nice person, but I can be very, very bad and very ugly and very, you know, physically ugly and like a bad person. And I can think terrible thoughts and wish terrible things that I can't even begin to admit to you all. Um, or to myself, the things I've thought and wanted to happen uh, to people that I've not liked. But generally, I try to live a life where I want everyone to be as happy as possible. For me with Andrew, that's a really struggle for me. Sometimes I just want to treat you like my little brother and like challenge you to be better and like be mean to you so that it makes me feel better. I mean, it all comes from the ugliest place. So the fact that I'm able to be nice to you now, it's easier for me 
is really stupid that it took me that long, but it is. Does it, it is, truly feel like, easier now I to want you, to. or is it like? Yeah, it's like I don't try to be nicer to you. I just like you more. What What do you think? Did I do something different? You think or no? No, no, is me. It's always been me. It's always like if someone is being mean to you, it's not like you can't control it because it's always coming from their insecurities. Moving into the final thought of the show. I mean, this is some serious shit here that I'm admitting, but whenever Andrew and I have gotten into like disagree or like come to a head of like, you're mean to me kind of thing, or like, you're not pleasant for me to be around. You're a nightmare. Like I walk on eggshells because you know, you make fun of me and then everyone around is trying to please you. So they start making fun of me and it's not even good. And it's just like, whatever. I mean, you could speak to it a little bit. Like I can be a real mean, I can be a bully to you sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times. I think, um, we just, dude, I mean, coming back here, we were together in the Cayman islands more than married couples, more than, more than really any brother and sister, even like we, we quarantined together for two weeks. We lived together. We went to work together. We were in a car together. We were on an island together. You know what I mean? Like, like so the but that idea- That doesn't excuse it. Yeah, but I- Because I don't want to even treat my husband or someone I live with or my kids the way that sometimes I was compelled to be mean to you because I was so miserable in my own head. Like it was all, whenever Andrew would do something, I essentially, and I think this is like an interesting- place to get to when I would, I bully Andrew sometimes for saying words wrong or for doing a joke that is so stupid. It's like makes him look a little bit dumb and maybe didn't kill because it was like not that funny or people weren't ready for it. It was too weird. He takes a risk that I'm just like, and I want to make fun of him for doing that or saying the word wrong because he, because I am scared to take those kinds of chances. I'm scared to say a word that I might say wrong. So I don't say the word, I choose a different word. So I don't, I even risk being wrong, which means I'll never learn how to be right, which is not a good, you should take risks like Andrew. I'm jealous of Andrew taking these comedic risks where he does a character or, or does something really like crazy and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? But some people laugh and others, sometimes it fails. Now the thing is when it fails, I like to make fun of you because to me it validates, Nikki, keep don't keep not taking those risks because when you fail, look how embarrassing it looks and look how much people make fun of you, i.e. you making fun of Andrew. So you're right, Nikki, to not take chances. So it reinforces to myself not to be like you, but really it's my own security. It has nothing to do with you doing this dumb thing that just maybe embarrassed you. The fact of the matter is that's what makes you so special is the fact that you will say things that are maybe inappropriate. And that's what makes me so special. But you take it an extra step that I'm too scared to take it. You have a little bit more freedom with that. And I want to squash that because I'm threatened by it because it's, I know that it will make you funnier and maybe leave me and not become my friend and go do things without me. And it will also... It also then validates to me when I make fun of you that, that Nikki, you're doing the right thing. So that was tough for me to realize, but that is exactly why I'm mean to you when you A, say regular, or B, do a bit that goes nowhere and um, I have to make fun of you for it because all my bits go somewhere because I only choose bits that I know will go somewhere because I don't ever take a risk. But by not taking a risk, you don't grow. Yeah, I think like, and you know, I in a way that was a compliment and I appreciate it. Like, but I hope it wasn't. I wasn't no, trying to be no, rude. No, no, no. Like, I don't. Are, I wasn't. I'm not being so- sarcastic. But I think like, and I'm in so in awe of you when you were working on this show and like the the strength it takes to like get in. Fr- 
I, we really, I can't wait till we could actually talk about the show and we could get into detail of it. But your work ethic, your ability to think on the fly, your ability to write well and concise and 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 brilliantly uh, is incredible. And I do learn from it. And you make me better. And that's why I stay. Not because you give me money or because of whatever this shit is. Because here's the thing. I come from money. I could go back to but my... Also, no, no, no. But I'm just saying like... I, I, yeah, I get my that. My point is, like, I come from, like, I could do other things, but I don't want to do it because I, I love our friendship and I love being around you just to, just, because you make me better. And I know that sounds cheesy, Same. but it, it, it is true. Yeah, that's the bottom line for me, too, is, like, you teach me to be more free and to be sillier and to, like... And because you, when you say the dumbest things, the top of, off the top of your head, sometimes they're like so brilliant. It's like astounds me. And sometimes they're so dumb. I like can't, I'm astounded by how dumb they are, but either way, like it teaches me to be more free and not care about what people think as much or like dance to make a joke as, as opposed to like doing a perfectly worded bit. Like not all comedy has to be like this precious thing. And actually the best comedy isn't that the best comedy is people taking risks and actually not caring what the outcome's going to be. And, it, and it's so, not just about comedy. But it's, also, just really, it's just our lives. It's just our lives. No, but day. also, we, I mean, if each of us wasn't brilliant in our own way, we probably wouldn't be attracted to living together and working together because obviously we get those things from each other. Like I have you on my show because you're funny, not because you're like someone I can make fun of the way you talk. Like that's not it for me. But I also think that we hang out as much because we also like bring out the best in each other. Like I, I would hope as much as I have bullied you in the past, I think that I try to build you up and I hope that I do and I'll do better about it in the future because this is the kind of conversations that remind me to get back to that place of like being proud of him and being like, okay, I have him around for a reason because he's great to have around. And we like emotionally off air definitely support one another and like are really good friends to one another emotionally. I think if you asked me like a year ago, even though I make fun of you when you cry about your mom, <laughs> look, she'll swim again one day. In okay. Heaven. We got to go. But a year ago, essentially like it won't, it's not even that good. A year ago, you don't think no, this could have no. happened because we were fighting well, all the time when no, we were okay, uh, how about this? In, when you were in New York and I was in St. No, Louis. No, my point is, okay, even before that, when I was in New York and we were on the road and stuff, I felt like I, I had such a narrow lens of life where I felt like I could not live without you in my life because I'd be a failure and everyone uh, credited my success to you, right? But now mm -hmm. I feel like I'm staying not because of outside pressure. It's because I want to be here and it's not because of what I think people would want me to do, essentially. And I had to look at myself and look at the way I treated you to realize that this guy doesn't need to stick around forever. So if whatever relationship you're in, whether it's romantic or friendship, if the person will eventually leave you if all you are, if you don't work on the things that are wrong with your relationship, whether they're little or big, like you have to work on them. Like when I'm mean to Andrew, I'm in a state where like my brain cannot shut off and look at it logically, but hopefully when my brain calms down, I can go, listen, bud, that was not cool. And I apologize. And then we could start over because apologizing is great if you really believe what you're saying. So try to get there, everyone. We got to go have a great weekend right into the show, the Nikki Glazer pod at Gmail, uh, 
follow us on Instagram. Make sure you uh, rate, review, subscribe, get your friends into the show. Tell them they can just jump in. They don't need to listen to back episodes. The Nikki Glazer podcast. And thank you so much for listening. I am so touched by all the DMs, all the messages that I see, uh, like all the love, uh, the fact that we have thousands of followers on our private account. Uh, I'm like, I can't believe, I'm always astonished people enjoy the things I do and especially on a daily basis. And so it means a lot. And I'm, I, I can't wait to, for the show to even get better based on your feedback and your support. It means so much to me. I truly think we have the best fans and I've never been able to say that until this podcast. Like the people that listen to this podcast are the best, the best people. So keep introducing the best people in your life to this podcast who you think would enjoy it because I think we'll all get a lot out of it. So spread, share it just because I want to put out more good in the world, not because it's going to make me more money. I really don't care about that. Like I just want people to have fun and feel good. Uh, Any other thoughts? Okay, I've done a million final thoughts. We have to go. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week keep sending me wart videos. I'm not kidding. I'm really into them. Uh, And I love you. Bye, besties. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.